Welcome to Raise Your Inner Game Today. I'm David Levin. This is Mental Game Monday for May 3rd, 2021. All right, what was weighing me down this past week, spiking my inner gravity, and what lifted me up, being a level four trigger for me? Well, I can start with today. I'm going to assume it was uh, or is allergies, but man, I just am so foggy today. My head is fuzzy. I, I literally feel like my eyelids are like weighed down, like halfway closed. I just am having a really hard time feeling normal uh, mentally and energy-wise, just really dragging. I'm working on a project right now, and I have to keep kind of reminding myself, wait, what am I doing? How does this work? It's kind of crazy, just this brain fog. But that happens now and then. And uh, I, like I say, I do think it's allergies. But what a classic example of what we talk about with this high-gravity trigger. So when there's a high-gravity situation, that means it's just harder than normal to operate up where you want to be, up on level four, up at your best, sort of clearest, you know, most creative, energized, focused self. This is perfect. It's like there's this wet blanket hanging over me. And for me to do anything, you know, really at a high level, I've got to really be intentional and work extra hard with the skills and stuff that you learn, raise your inner game to do that. So perfect. Um, this is kind of a funny one from the other day. We, <laughs> I think I might have mentioned earlier. I'm not sure if I did. But anyway, we've been trying to sell a car for a while. And uh, it's been taking way longer than I wanted it to or thought it would like ended up being about seven weeks. The good news is, and this is a level four trigger, we finally sold it. It was fantastic. Uh, just kind of came out pretty quickly and boom, it was done. So that's beautiful. But the gravity element of it, this is kind of funny. The morning, we, the, the the group who sold it, it was actually a Ford dealer a couple hours from here, which was weird. But anyway, um, you know, they, we made the agreement to have them buy it, but they hadn't actually seen it yet. So... I was feeling, because the whole deal sounded weird, it's like, why would they pay us practically what we're asking and have to resell it? I kept, I was suspicious the whole time, even though they're, you know, they're a big Ford dealer, they're super credible, you, you can hardly, you know, have more trust in someone, but it just, something felt weird to me. So I was concerned about making sure the car looked great. I didn't want them to have any excuses when I showed up. I sort of thought they were going to try and pull something on me. It's like, we got this deal all ready to go based on, you know, seeing the car and you're going to get here. We're going to say, oh, well, now that I see it, I was afraid of that. I thought they were going to, you know, pull a fast one on me. So I spent two hours the morning of, I guess it was last Thursday, cleaning that car, waxing it, vacuuming it. I mean, really full two hours. I was really tired from doing that. And it looked great. Um, so we drive it. I drive it over to Madison. It's about two hours from here. And of course, we drive through a rainstorm. <laughs> and by the time we get there, it is dirty and dusty and it's got water marks all over it. And it doesn't matter at all. I mean, they never even, you know, on the phone, he said, I'm looking for things like you know, is there body damage? Are there rips in the seats that you haven't told me about? And I don't expect to see anything because who's going to drive their car in two hours with something like that? They're trying to keep a secret. But again, it all felt weird to me. So I was super suspicious and uh, to no, no, absolutely unnecessary. Two hours sweating, working, 
absolute waste of time. <laughs> so well, how is that gravity? Well, it's gravity because, I mean, it's a small one, but it's, it's not a bad example. You know, someone can do something like that. You can, you can do something that ends up being a mistake or a waste or whatever. And you can be pissed about that for a while, right? You can be coming back to that over and over. God, I can't believe it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Griping about it, having it pull you down. Your reaction is the gravity. Or you can just say, oh, well, isn't that interesting or funny or whatever and just be done with it. So it was, I mean, the, the, the fatigue of it, the, you know, the work of it, was a gravity element for sure. Because I was tired, right? I mean, the end of that day, two hours each way, making the deal, driving back. I was pretty tired. But uh, it ended up being fine because obviously it was pretty easy to just laugh about that. <laughs> but another part of that that's interesting, sort of, sort of a different level of thinking about the gravity, was not the work I put in to that, uh, you know, cleaning the car. It was the other mental stuff. I mentioned being worried about the deal. It something just felt suspicious. Margaret and I, even afterwards, we're coming home. We're like, gosh, I still don't get it. I still feel like we're going to get home and they're going to have canceled the check. It went on the whole time. So this paranoia, this, um, I guess paranoia, this skepticism, this suspicion was kind of weighing on me. So if you picture, you know, when I talk to the guy, when I meet him in person, I've got this suspicion hanging between us. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not maybe 100% fully present with him and connecting with him at a, at a fully effective human level because I'm cautious. I'm, and this, I was even laughing at myself. We had, he'd handed us the check. I think he'd handed us the check at this point. We'd signed all the papers. He had said, I just got to run back and check with the finance guy, make sure... We've signed everything properly. And I had to go hit the bathroom. So I'm in the bathroom. And even while I'm in the bathroom, I'm imagining him coming back. Oh, you know, I talked to the finance guy. Now that we think about it, blah, blah, blah. Again, trying to pull a fast one on us. I suspected up, suspected them up until the very last moment. And like I say, even after, as we drove away, we were still like, I just don't get it. And we were suspicious. And that emotional, mental state. There's two parts of it. The suspicion is, you know, mental. You think about it. You're, th you're trying to analyze it and figure it out and, go, and, and just understand it. So you spend a lot of time in your head going back and forth with uh, your thoughts and your speculation and all that. But then the emotional aspect, which is really more nonverbal, you're kind of on guard. You're kind of stressed by it. It takes energy you're feeling vulnerable, right? I mean, so what's the real root of them pulling a fast one on you? There's some sort of sense of vulnerability. He's going to try and do something that's going to put me in a, a bad position. I'm going to maybe not know, not be sure what to do. I'm going to maybe be taken advantage of and make a mistake and you know be the fool and all that. So all that stuff is weighing on you. And normally, now this is just one little story, but you think about this. When you've got that kind of stuff weighing on you, it puts you in a bit of a defensive, protective, primitive sort of state. And again, we're not usually aware of it, but that's part of, actually a major part of the whole Raise Your Inner Game thing is starting to become more aware of it. So you're in that state. And now when you're dealing with everybody else, your family, your friends, your teammates, 
coach, athletes, whatever, you are short with them. You are already feeling a little burdened and fearful. You know, you're not thinking those terms, but that's what's going on. You're in sort of a survivalish mindset. So you're likely to act out in a way that reflects that, right? You're going to lash out. You're going to be sarcastic. You're going to, you're just, now again, I'm overstating it a little bit just to make the point. But all of that stuff you're carrying, all that emotional stuff that's going on for you is really affecting your own state and how you see the people around you, the world around you. And so that is, again, that is what inner gravity is like. It, it gets hold of you. It dominates you in one of these three realms, physical, emotional, intellectual. And it pulls you into a more primitive state and makes it more difficult for you to engage with the world and act and think and all that stuff from the more open and clear and creative and insightful way uh, that you do when you're at your best. So, gosh, that was a lot of blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> that's the reason we're talking about these things. It's trying to make that link between the little things that happen in our days that pull us down and pull us off track and how they show up in, uh, we notice them in ourselves and how they affect our ability to be our best self. All right, so that was a big one. But that really is a pretty foundational example. Um, and again, it, it happened in a couple realms. There was the intellectual realm. I just, I'm just suspicious of the facts I'm seeing here. And there was the emotions that come with that. Um, and then there was also that physical level for me in this particular story of I was tired from having spent all that time washing the car and then the two-hour drive. Oh, one more little element. The drive was way more stressful than I anticipated. First of all, I didn't expect rain. And that was, you know, bugged me a little bit because of my clean car, but also just, you know, it's pretty heavy rain and that can be sort of stressful driving. It was also uh, the GPS on our car for some reason took us on this crazy back roads, windy, like through farm. I mean, it almost felt like at one point we'd be driving through someone's field. It got so, uh, so rural there. So the drive itself was also more stressful. So by the time we got there, I was holding a lot of that stuff. Um, I mean, it ended up working out great. The point is, really, especially in these early days as we're talking about this, to become more aware of what we call the high-gravity triggers, the things that pull you down. So the more you're aware of them, the more you can start to say, oh, you know what, this is going on for me right now. I better, I better do whatever works for me. You know, maybe it's take a breath. Maybe it's walk around a little bit. Maybe it's just put your thoughts somewhere else. I'm going to have to do something to uh, address this and deal with this and resist this or it's going to affect me so there you go that was a lot a lot a lot of that so now how about some positive things from this last week well i mentioned one already we sold the car <laughs> oh that was a big that was a big one it's a little embarrassing how big that was but i had i turned out i had quite a bit invested emotionally in selling that car because we want to replace it with a better one and i was like ah oh, we're just gonna to have to i guess we have to just stay with the one we got but no we sold it yay Another one, way more important, uh, our son Peter had his 16th birthday this week. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I can't even talk about that. It's going to choke me up too much. But if you're a parent, you'll, you'll get it 100%. But gosh, to see them grow up, 16 is a big one. Oh, it just gets me in so many ways. It's just lovely. Parenting is the best. I swear to God. <laughs> it was, okay, a little smaller one. I picked up the most amazing game this last week. I saw this 
ad on Twitter of all places. It's not really a game, sort of a game, sort of a puzzle. And within about five minutes, I swear I bought the thing because I was just like, oh, we have to have this. <laughs> it's called the Turing Tumble. Turing as in Alan Turing, the genius uh, mathematician, kind of the foundation of modern computing back in World War II. Anyway, Turing Tumble. It's a marble game, meaning there's a big slanted board that marbles come tumbling down. But it also teaches the core fundamentals of logic, of computer logic. So they give you this task. You've got to have two balls and then two red balls, two blue balls, two red balls, two blue balls. That's the task. At the, at the bottom, you've got to have that pattern. And they've got all these little things you put in the board that control where the marbles go and how they switch from A to B and stuff. It's hard to describe to get that pattern. Anyway, I got it, and it was one of those impulse things. I thought, oh, this is going to be, oof, could be dumb. Hope it's good. The kids just instantly loved it. It is super fun. We are absolutely tickled with it. It's a tough mental challenge. Uh, I love that it's exposing them to that sort of computer-based stuff because I'm a big computer guy. And uh, it just worked out great. A couple of levels. The game itself is fun. Observing my kids getting into it is fun. And working on that puzzle with them is super fun to sit there side by side and crank through that logic and try and figure it out. And one of the lovely things about the game is that it, it really pays off. When you get it right, it's really satisfying. So you want to keep going. It's all great. And then another one is also related to a game. Uh, just last night after dinner, we, have, uh, we set up a badminton net out in our yard uh, last week. And our son was like, guys, we got to go play some badminton. And we're like, okay, all right. But oh my gosh, that is so fun. Again, whenever you play a game, I think, with your kids, with the other members of your family, even with friends, it just changes the dynamic so much. It's always so fresh. Almost, I guess if they're a bad loser, it's not so fresh. But generally, it's a really lovely way to be with people. And uh, this was a really great example. Just badminton, it's a pretty easy game. Our kids are old enough now that we can play it, you know, fairly evenly. It's not too lopsided for anybody. Uh, it's funny. We're laughing. It's just the best. If you need a, a little technique available to pick you up and shake off a heavy day or whatever play something with your kids play something with your partner your spouse ah the resistance is you know frequently there i don't really want to i'm busy i'm tired but wow what a payoff all right well that was a lot of rambling anyway those are my items for this week uh the big ones the big gravity ones were oh i don't need to recap them you got them <laughs> all right well i'll recap the idea gravity are those triggers those things that happen externally and internally that weigh us down and make it harder to be at our best level, to be the person we want to be. And level four triggers are things that just lift us up, just pull us out of that funk and fog and make us sort of reconnect. And you feel, I mean, that's the one nice thing about the level four thing is that it just feels great in every way. You feel better physically because you've been moving around. That makes you actually just feel better about the world and about life. You're more optimistic and enthusiastic. And God, it's just lovely. It's a no-brainer. So I always recommend people kind of look through their lives and think about things that are you know, reliable level four triggers for them. It's all kinds of things that do that for us. And then just embrace them. Just do them intentionally, you know. 
Uh, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling pulled down by whatever, just do one of those things. It'll almost always work for you. If you get a chance to do them, take it every chance you get because that's what, well, you know, <laughs> we're not getting those moments back. We're, I'm not getting yesterday back. And if I had a couple level four triggers in there, that was a good day. That's a good day. You get a bunch of those, you look back in your life and you go, yeah, that's good. And every day you miss, you don't get one, it's gone. So not to be too heavy, but you know what I'm saying. All right, that is it. A little longer than I intended, but okay, they'll all be different. Mental Game Monday, Monday, May 3rd, 2021. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>